Welcome to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer Speaks. Before we get started today, I always like to give uh, people a little background about who the heck we are and why we do what we do, because we're always getting new listeners. So I'll just get that out of the way here quick. Um, bottom line, Alzheimer Speaks is an advocacy-based company that provides multiple platforms to help shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. And the reason I started this company was my mom lived with the disease for 30 years. And needless to say, so did our family. And it wasn't always easy. You see, here at Alzheimer's Speaks, we believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having everyday conversations about life with dementia, that we're going to be able to remove the stigmas, raise awareness, and come together as a community. And hopefully, in the long run, find a cure. Though... um, We know at our core, collaboration is really the only way we're going to win that battle. And again, that's one of the reasons we need to have conversations. And I want to just thank our audience so much for all of your kindness and your likes and your shares and your clicks um, from your Facebook friends to your LinkedIn colleagues to your Twitter tribes to your Pinterest peeps. Um, Every like, click, and share that you've done has actually helped us get named the number one influencer online for Alzheimer's, according to Share Care and Dr. Oz. It also helped get us recognized by Maria Shriver as an architect of change. And again, I can't thank you enough, but I want you to know how important those few seconds of clicking your computer can be um, because you're pushing information out to others in need. And so many times there are people in our own spheres that we don't even know are dealing with this disease. And, you know, if they're like me, and I think a lot of them probably are, um, you don't reach out and grab stuff if you don't feel comfortable. And typically, the more we see something, the more comfortable we get with it. So, again, thank you for being part of the cause and um, raising awareness and help helping remove stigma. I want to give a shout out to a, to a few organizations before we um, get started here with our interview today. Uh, The first one is the Call Alert Center. If you're not aware of them, you're going to want to check them out. Um, And again, you can go to alzheimerspeaks.com and right on the front page on the right-hand side, you'll see a banner for them. But they are a great company that can really help um, those who are living with dementia and caring for them. They are a company who puts together basically a, a digital flyer on somebody in case they would wander, and they can get that up and running and out um, to, so, to so many within just a few minutes of being notified. And um, that can really help um, bring somebody else um, home, somebody that you love. Uh, I also want to just uh, let you know about a cruise that we're doing. We're going to be doing a Caribbean cruise November 11th through the 18th. So if you're in that vacation planning mode, We would love to have you join us. Um, The cruise is for um, 
people with dementia and their care partners. Um, again, we'd love to have families go. I know my family did a cruise with my mom who had dementia, my dad with brain cancer, and um, myself and my family and my two brothers and their families went. And it was just a phenomenal time that we had and one that we still talk about today. So along with education and support and connecting with people, there'll be lots of time to relax and rejuvenate and, and explore. And so um, go to alzheimerspeaks.com on the front page. You'll get information there, a little flyer you can even print out and share if you want. Um, or you can go to our initiatives and um, tab, and there you'll get more information. You can look at costs and cabins and ports and all of that. Um, this um, this March, and in fact, the end of March, the 31st, I'm going to be down in Arkansas at Alzheimer's Arkansas for their Hope for the Future conference. And if you're in that area, please stop in and see me. I would love love to be able to talk with you. It should be a really a fun time. And then I also want to just um, remind people there's still time to get involved with RAD, which is World Rocks Against Dementia. And to do that... Um, it's basically just having some kind of musical event. It can be large or small. Uh, it might just be sitting in your own house with some friends, um, going to have uh, listen to some old tunes. Um, you can just uh, register to do that. It doesn't cost any money. Go to the purpleangel-global.com, purpleangel-global.com. Or if, if you're on um, Facebook, you can... Um, you can just ping Norms McNamara or Jane Moore on that. Right now, it's um, people in 12 different countries um, are involved, and so far there's 74 events going on around the world. So that's pretty cool. Well, let me go ahead and introduce our, our co-host today. We are going to have Bob Savage with me, and Bob is part of our Dementia Chats videos that we do where I interview people that... Um, are living with dementia, and they truly are the experts. So I, I welcome you today. Bob, do you want to share share with sure. people just a little bit about when you got diagnosed? And Yeah, I've uh, got my uh, final, I had three diagnoses before I accepted, because I have this uh, weakness of denial. <laughs> and uh, what happened was uh, I got the uh, first time about two years ago now, and uh, I get tested every three months by a expert care group, and uh, there's been no change. And so I've been able, during this time, I've been able to do a lot of exciting things. I'm doing things that I never did before. I'm doing a lot of abstract painting, I'm writing poetry, and I'm very good public speaking, advocacy, and that sort of thing. So that's pretty much what I am. Wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us today, Bob. Now, our guest today is Linda Weston. And at the age of 50, she went back to the university to study uh, spirituality and religion. And the combination of that and her passion in long-term care, where she worked for over 12 and a half years, um, she ended up integrating her arts background and her experience with people with dementia and caregivers, both family and professionals. Um, and that led her to create... Um, uh, a project called Back in Five, which is an innovative method based in a belief that caring and connecting 
actually are the cure. So I can't wait to to talk with Linda more on this concept. Welcome, Linda. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to bring my tiny offering to your table. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a, it's a powerful offering, and we're very excited to to discuss that. Now, before we get started, I always ask people if they um, have been touched by dementia in their own family circle or friends. Yes, I have. My mom had it uh, for a number of years, and I was not that involved in her care because my father didn't let any of us know. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't live in the same city. And um, so it, and she had, um, my poor mom <laughs> had a number of health issues mm-hmm. over the years. She had Crohn's disease. She had, uh, she was an alcoholic. Um, so the fact that mom was kind of off again was, it wasn't new to mm-hmm. us. And, uh, and so it, it took a long time, and it was only when my father actually had to go in, which happens quite often, um, that when my uh, father had to go in for bypass surgery, that finally the whole family got in, you know, realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and at that point, she went into care. Okay. But he struggled on, I guess, nobly for, uh, for a very long time. Okay. Okay. Now, um, why don't you tell us um, how your arts background helped or kind of hindered you in terms of working with people with dementia? Um, Well, I started off originally um, studying theater, Okay. uh, which which I started when I was like 16. And my my goal at that point was, was theater. Um, So when you're training as an actor, um, you learn a lot of things. For one thing, you learn to walk in other people's shoes, Mm -hmm. you know, to see things from a different perspective. You learn um, improvisation, you know, is part of training. And you also learn because if you are in a play with people, um, you have to be in that play, in Mm -hmm. that moment. And so you are aware, you know, you're aware of what's going on, where everybody else is what's supposed to be happening. Um, and you also learn other things. You learn how to, um, uh, you learn how to project your voice, mm-hmm. you know, out. But not only that, you have to learn how to project your energy out mm-hmm. um, into, the, into the audience and the emotions that you're expressing out into the audience. And, and, um, um, and plus, which there were all the visuals, you know, mm-hmm. the the designs, the costumes, the sets, the, you know, all of that kind of thing. And, um, and strangely enough, after I graduated with my master's degree in divinity and went to work uh, at the uh, long-term care facility, I actually found myself using probably more of my acting knowledge than of actually my spiritual knowledge. Okay. <laughs> Which was kind of a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... Um, Yes, and so it it uh, it just gave me um, long before I knew I was even going to be going back to university, let alone working in long term care. Um, it gave me a whole set of skills that actually proved to be quite useful. Okay, well that that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think this is going to be an interesting conversation because Bob is very artsy as well, and. Um, 
So I think there's going to be a lot of good conversation here to come. Can you tell us, you know, what exactly is Back in Five and, you know, what went into creating it and um, how did you come up with the concept? Well, um, first of all, I had, I had, I I want to mention three books that were really influential to me that Mm -hmm. I read. Um, Just, I read them just in the line of wanting to know more, you know, trying to do my job better. Um, One was Thomas Kitwood's Reconsidering Dementia. Um, Another one was Atul Gawande's uh, Being Mortal. And the third one was Ian um, McGilchrist's book called The Master and His Emissary, which is about left brain, right brain. Mm and how in the West they have become unbalanced. And um, so anyway, I, I, um, I was always, let me, okay, let me start this. I came across the portraits, the self-portraits, mm-hmm. done by William Uttermolen. And I don't know whether you've seen them. He was a British, he was actually an American uh, artist who then moved to England after the war and spent most of his life there. Um, and he was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. And with the support, apparently, of a fabulous nurse, um, I mean, and he had, he had expressed his desire to go on painting self-portraits, which he had done over his lifetime. And uh, so with the support of this nurse and his wife, um, he continued to do those portraits as the process continued. And if you haven't seen them, they're remarkable um, because it's the first time certainly I've seen um, that sort of visual from the inside out. Okay. And I had run across those portraits and um, really, really wanted to, uh, we had mandatory training for staff every year. And I really wanted to present them uh, to the staff. But I also knew they were going to be really hard to look at. And I That's wanted right. them to, uh, to continue to look at them. Yeah. So I, we had a volunteer who uh, was a musician and a composer. And I went to him and I said, can you write a score for these? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, because wow. I was pretty sure that the music would hold their attention yeah. mm-hmm. while they looked at the pictures. Yeah. So, in fact, that's what we did. We put together a little. I got permission from um, from the art dealer. His wife, actually, at that point was really sick, but from their um, art dealer in London gave me permission to use them uh, for training purposes. So wow. I have that video. I put that video together, and it was extremely effective. So that was the first could, step. Could I, interrupt? could I interrupt? Could you give me his name again? Yes, it's William. 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 Yeah. W i l l i a m. I a m. Okay. Okay. Uttermolen. What's his last name? It's it's Uttermolen. So it's U T U T U T E R E R M O H L-E-L-E-N. My God. (laughs) William, U-T-U-T-E-R-M-O-H-L. 
O-N. Uh, Uter Molen. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. So I just go online, and, and it's uh, that his name dot com. Um, no, well, if you just if you just put his name in, um, they yeah. have them. Yeah, you know, the pictures will come up. There's several okay. places where you can where you can find yeah. those. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, so that was the first step. The second step was that the home I worked in was um, uh, the 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 county home. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, the, it had originally started off as a house of refuge in the Victorian period. I live in a small town, about thirty-seven thousand people, and so it was a sort of Victorian poorhouse was what it was. Okay. And so it had evolved into long-term care, um, supported by the city I live in and, and the county. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, some of the people who came to us were uh, wards of the province. And, um, and in a couple of instances, we knew absolutely nothing about them. And no one knew anything about them. Uh, some of them had come from um, a bigger cities <clears throat> outside of uh, Stratford. And uh, that, I mean, <laughs> you can imagine you're at a kind of severe disadvantage. And, um, and it was very hard to, uh, we knew, I mean, I had been instrumental in music therapists into the facility. We were certainly well aware of the power of music. Um, but when you have someone that you know nothing about, um, music is tricky because, uh, yes, it brings back memories, but if you have no idea what those memories are, it can be extremely distressing for people. And so uh, I basically tried to use new music to see what would happen there if we played. Um, and again, I got uh, Michelle um, Allard, who was doing, working with me on the music part, um, we would, you know, I said, play new music, play, play some new music with them. And, uh, plus which they were the ones because they would have no family visiting, um, that, uh, I would go into the units and they were the ones who were parked in front of the television set. And that really distressed me a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we were also having trouble with some people who had, um, especially, um, Parkinson's, um, and some with drug reactions, uh, hallucinations, you know, and paranoia and that sort of thing arising from watching television. It was far worse when they were watching television. So I thought, all right, we need, there has to be a substitute for television um, that will be um, stimulating. Uh, We'll use new music. um, And we'll also... Uh, create a new emotional landscape for them. Mm-hmm. We couldn't change women. We couldn't change in a dramatic way the physical landscape they were in. Um, but especially, I mean, we're in Canada, in Ontario, with very long winters, as are you. <laughs> <laughs> and people couldn't get outside. And uh, so that was when I started uh, forming the idea of just these short videos um, to be used in the facility uh, for 
in, instead of television being put on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also have been taking a lot of photographs. I've always taken photographs. And uh, um, so I had an accumulation of photographs. And so I started to play with putting that together and trying to use it in terms of um, altering emotional states uh, in the facility as well Um, so that it would, um, like when someone is really um, distressed, um, angry, whatever, I mean, one of the things that is most powerful is to affirm them in that and, and like with a, a crying baby, you meet them at the same pitch. Mm-hmm. And then you bring the pitch of your voice down, and, um, and, and it, it de-escalates. So, like, there's one of the videos starts off with a thunderstorm. And then the sun breaks out, and a robin starts to sing. And, um, and then it moves into a walk in the park. And uh, so we tried these at the facility. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't work. Um, I had initially put it on a DVD uh, and uh, got, uh, and I spoke at an activity professionals uh, convention. And they all thought it was a fabulous idea, um, and there was no way within the facility um, that the DVD was going to work because they get lost, uh, you know, the clicker disappears. the DVD doesn't play in that DVD player. <laughs> it was just all kinds of things. So I knew at that point that eventually the whole thing had to go online um, in order for it to be accessible, to be accessible to people and to be accessible in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that just actually, I, I started doing it just before I retired. I retired at the end of July. And then in September, I, I put it all everything I had, and I've since added to it up online. And what happened was <laughs> the friends of mine started watching them saying, these are fabulous. They're so relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much better after watching them. <laughs> and, uh, um, and also I realized once that they were online that they would be um, – I, I, I had initially kind of thought of it in, in an institutional kind of way. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking more broadly when it was that available. And I had, of course, over the years dealt with many, many completely stressed out and frail partners um, of people. And that, uh, and even, even with our own staff, uh, when they put on, there was a, there's one long uh, one that's like half an hour long, and they would put it on. And you would walk into the unit and the staff had calmed down. Everybody had calmed down. And um, so then I started thinking of it as being accessible to home caregivers. Um, I mean, either to be used <clears throat> in terms of if, if, if I mean, because, you know, time is so often at a premium with a, with a home caregiver and, and that if, if these videos could be put on, <clears throat> excuse me, if they could be put on instead of television, it might give the caregiver time, you know, to make the doctor's appointment or make a cup of tea or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, I, in the end, I think it has a lot of uses. Um, and, and so it's up there now. <laughs> uh, 
And I'm just trying to sort of spread the word about it. Mm-hmm. And I have put into it all of those things I've learned. Um, someone <laughs> once quite dismissively at a conference um, held up the, the, the DVD and said, so slideshow with music? <laughs> and it was like, well, no, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> um, the videos themselves are everyday things. Um, they're, um, you know, there's one of my cats sleeping in the window on a beautiful sunny summer day that is incredibly peaceful, you know? And um, there's, there's a walk, there's various walks. There's one walk by the beach. There's one through the woods. Um, and people seem to really like those because it, it is that, you know, when you can't get out, um, it's really nice to be able to take that break mm-hmm. and, and go somewhere else. The music is all new music um, because one of the things I learned, um, and one of the things I think we forget a lot, is that although, you know, memories are going, new memories can be made. Um, and, I mean, I, I saw it with the, the, the girls who are doing music therapy were doing it in the chapel, which was right beside my office. And um, after, like, three sessions, they always do, like, a welcoming song. Mm-hmm. And after three sessions, 50% of those people knew the words. Like, they huh. remembered that. And so, so my thinking, and, and I also, there was a woman in, um, I met at a, I was at a fascinating conference uh, that the University of Toronto gave a number of years ago, which was, uh, it was a joint conference between the neurobiology department and the music department. And uh, they talked about, basically what, what they were looking at were the sort of, um, the treatments they're using now for Parkinson's particularly, but those deep invasive brain surgeries um, <clears throat> is about basically what, the, what the, they're starting to see, which is, of course, a very old, ancient, Indian, um, you know, Eastern spiritual <laughs> understanding is that systems out of harmony and that it's about harmony and frequency. And that, that when something's not working, it's because it's, it's out of frequency with the system. And so this is why they brought the music department and the neurobiology department together to try and see if there's somehow, and of course music is all about frequency. Mm-hmm. And so they were talking to each other um, to, you know, see what they could, what common, common ground they could find. And there I met a woman actually from uh, Salzburg in um, Austria. And um, she was working with music, new music, um, as a, uh, and she was, she was sort of packaging it as a prescription. Her plan was to package it as a prescription mm-hmm. um, so that doctors would prescribe it in, like instead of drugs. And, uh, and she, she was the one who said to me, there is some evidence that you can build new neural networks with new music. So if you have, if you have someone um, sitting in a, in a safe environment with someone they're comfortable with, 
if it's a good experience, because we know it's the good experiences that make those songs stick in our head, um, you know, then there is the possibility of, of, at least with new music, you're not triggering something you don't know what you're triggering, and uh, you, you have the possibility for um, for a new a new bond, and uh, you know, and 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 that's where I I I think that kind of connection, um, what I saw for sure, uh, was that the um, that the, the more attention, well, as your great playwright said, you know, attention must be paid, and uh, yeah. and as individuals, we need attention. And uh, in institutional settings, you don't always get that. And, and I hate that. <laughs> um, but, but I try to provide, like I said, it's just like an aspirin in the spectrum of everything that's going on. Um, but just an alternative uh, method of connecting, communicating. Um, and, and, and I, for me, that was enough of a cure. Uh, because I think I think that's this disease uh, is this condition is calling us to uh, is calling us to our humanity. Well, that's and, what I believe. and I like you know that you you believe that caring and connecting could be our cure. You know, um, we've fallen so far away from being relationship based and really understanding the other other people. Um, that surround us, and I'm um, really bringing it back to the heart. Um, Bob, what are you thinking of? What are you making of all of this? You know, what I find so interesting uh, is that uh, I'm sort of preparing myself for the future when I may lose my cognitive ability. And I'm listening to some classical music, this existing music, classical music, some of my favorite songs, and I, I, I've got a whole list now of things on YouTube that I've identified. What I'm finding, even though it's existing music, I'm finding new things in those music that I never had before. Mm-hmm. And I'm also finding, uh, it's like uh, uh, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Last night, I found a new p- pianist. It's been around a long time, and he changed that whole symphony for me and how he played the piano. And so... I have Barbara Streisand, I have jazz, I have all those things. And I, practically every night before I go to sleep, I listen to about an hour of different music that I'm familiar with that I love. And to me, what I'm doing now is reinforcing those neurons that you said. So yeah, that yeah. If, I, if, I go, if I lose my cognitive ability and I have this identified as where people can find that music on YouTube, right? And I have it on tape. They can just push. The, I, what I what I would say before I left that left my mind. I would say, look, I have, a, I have a, quite a temper, but I mm-hmm. said before you give me the needle, play me Chopin. <laughs> and, <laughs> Perfect. And, and so so then they push the button, and I have my favorite piano player. I have everything there that I've that I've developed over there. So music is very very powerful. Well, and that, I mean, that actually is something I had considered is that, is that if people in their homes found um, some of the back in five videos that they really related to, that they responded yeah. well to, then that information can be immediately transferred into, exactly you know, right. in, into yeah. an institutional or, a, you know, a, 
assisted yeah. living situation. Yeah. And it brings something of you. You can take something of yourself that introduces you to them immediately. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So music is, uh, is amazing, amazing. Because uh, I, I think I think what you're saying is that the the brain re- it remembers new things or, or, or re- reinforces things you already know mm-hmm. that if you have Alzheimer's, you can't access it. However, in the brain, if it's, if it's played, it's accessible yeah. in some shape or form. And so yeah. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying the music now more than I ever have. Well, and I uh, love the fact I, that you're hearing new things in it. I, I think that's spectacular. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've always liked the Fifth Symphony, but now I've listened to it six times this week. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes, it goes on for an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and well, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, I just forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, <laughs> that's okay. So well, while you're thinking, go ahead. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, sorry, was that um, I? I think my core belief is we are not our minds. Like we are so much more than our minds. Oh, and, yeah. and you know, we are emotional bodies, and we are spiritual bodies, and. And just because we can't remember doesn't mean we aren't, because we have so much more um, going on. You know, we have our and how do you contact? How do you get in touch with it? Is is a challenge, right? Well, music is is the fastest yes, way. That's exactly right. But music is the way of getting in touch with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's. Yeah, it's sure. I, I think you probably see you've probably seen the film. What do you see on Netflix? This is where I got the idea, is there was a, a psychologist that was, uh, he would go uh, into a, a nursing home or a long-term facility, and, and one particular instance, there was an African-American that was, it was really advanced. Oh, the Henry in, video. In That's right. That's what got yeah. me going on this. Yeah. And, and so they, they put the, uh, the phone in his ear, and he was, he was back again and creating music. Yeah. Take it out. He was out. Well, that's that's what got well, me going on this thing. I I read a I read a, an amazing study, and I can't remember where they did it. It, it was done somewhere in the states. They took um, uh, I think they went to an unused monastery or something. It was a kind of big open empty space, and they basically set up um, a, a sort of you know, bedrooms and a, and a living room and stuff as it would, would have been in the sort of late sixties, early seventies. And they had nothing, uh, playing, uh, during, I think they were there for a week and they brought in a group of men who all had various stages of various kinds of dementia into this, into this place. And they lived there for a week and they went right back. I mean, they, really? people who couldn't walk were up and walking um, I mean, they just went right back to that time when they were that age. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's amazing. And I mean, and, and you know, you think that's amazing. Where do we go with that? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> that's the first. Yeah, you know, there was another thing at that same Netflix thing. There was a woman who was dancing the Irish jig, and they put that phone in, and she started dancing the Irish jig. And yeah. she was going like a, you know, so then they, 
she gave, she called the guy who was doing the video to come over. And he came over, and he took two steps, and she says, it's obvious you don't know how to do the jig. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> That's another reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> but it affects the body. It's not only yeah. the mind, it affects the body. Well, we have body memory. Like, that's right. That's right. So that's exciting stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Now, Linda, what, I think that, yeah, sorry. Well, I wanted to ask you what kind of um, reaction are you getting from communities and from families? Um, it's odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I um uh largely because I have I mean I, I'm I'm doing this all on my own. Mm-hmm. Um and I have no I, I have no financial assistance at all. So everything I'm doing is is just I call it guerrilla marketing, um, to try and, and spread it out as far as I can. Mm-hmm. Um I have taken it to a couple of conferences and the the response I get from um I spoke to a number of um, uh, organizations who provide caregivers, and they were, like, ecstatic. They thought this was the best thing they'd ever heard of. Um, The numbers on YouTube are not really reflecting that. I think part of the problem is, A, it's new. Mm -hmm. It's a brand-new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And people just don't know quite how to use it. Um, I mean, one of the ways that I, I, I would like to see it used is also by young people, uh, because one of the saddest things I saw was when, you know, young kids, like, I mean, young teenagers, uh, would come to visit their grandparent or something and, and couldn't cope with the grandparent, really, and just sat on their phone or pad or whatever yeah. on their device, just, you know, staying in their own world. And... Um, um, and I'm, I was really hopeful that somehow kids would be able to access it and then share something. You know, if their grandmother mm. had a cat, there's, there's two videos with a cat, mm. you know. So it would give them a focus uh, for conversation mm. and also um, a retrieval of memory mm-hmm. as well. You know, on that, I have a granddaughter that I tape my conversations with, with. Mm-hmm. And so what I, what I told her, you know, I said, look, I said, when you – Come to see Papa, and he, he doesn't recognize you. Play that tape, and I'll know you. I'll know you're with me. Ah. Uh, and and so, so so it's it's. I, I I'm doing a lot of tape recording with friends and that sort of thing. So that yeah. I I I will be able to communicate with, or they'll communicate with me. It's exciting. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the other thing that I saw, Bob, for absolute certain, is that um, is that we have an emotional memory. And even if yeah. the name's not there, um, yes, people know. Like they know, yeah. they know this is, they know this is a loving person. You know, they know this is a lover. <laughs> um, yeah. that, the warmth that this is, is there. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I've seen that right, right up until the end on on more times than I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. You know that you will yeah, never lose it. that. There's okay. a, a, a lot of work to be done in this sort of, to get that communication. Oh, yeah. Oh, for That's, sure. To be able to do that effectively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, to get back to your question, Lori, the, I haven't been able to find a place that would do um, a study mm-hmm. um, for all kinds of various, uh, basically, bureaucratic reasons. 
that I won't go into. Um, the facility I used to work at uses it uh, successfully, and they're really happy with it. Um, so that's, you know, so I, I at the moment, it's, it's out there, and uh, I'm doing my best to uh, introduce it to as many people as I can to say it's there, it's free, um, you know, um, and hope that it will just kind of grow. Okay. So it's accessible to all of us online, for example? Absolutely, yes. And uh, can you give us that information, how to go online to access? Uh, Laurie, are those going to be on your site, the yep. link? Yep, those will go up okay. on, the, on the site, so those will be there. Um, okay, good, good. Yeah, because you've got um, back in five, um, and you've we've got a tiny URL that we'll be giving out, and then um, you've got a website and email. So those are, are all on the radio page. So okay. that'll be okay. Good, thanks. That'll, that's, that'll that's good. Yeah, it, and if you if if someone is is looking for more information about how it was developed and how we did it and what's available, because there are still DVDs, which get ordered occasionally. Um, it's on the website, and the the back and five YouTube site is just the videos. Although, I put a couple of videos there that are kind of instructional, um, in case anybody wants to find out that yeah. way. Okay. okay. Thank you. Wonderful. Now, um, I know you said you're kind of doing the guerrilla marketing, and you had talked about larger, um, you know, communities and stuff, and and the community that you were at. You know they were they were using it. Have um, have you gotten much response online at all from people at home or? No, no, and that's what's surprising me. Um, I have to say, uh, I'm not, and and I don't I don't quite know why. But I I just recently went on Twitter, and I've been getting more response there mm-hmm. um, than on the YouTube site, and and it's and it's love it's beautiful. Um, there was one care caregiver organization said, you know, this would be so good for us when we come off shift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of response is, is coming in. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Sometimes... It's an odd, it's an odd thing. I, I just, I, I think cause it's just new. Um, and there really isn't, as far as I know, anything like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I would love to see, I'll tell you some of the things I envisioned, uh, was that, and, and again, I was thinking facility-wise, um, is that there is, a, there is a, like I say, a longer DVD um, and a longer piece, which is on back in five, called Reflections in Time. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually contains a sunset. So that, and I know at our facility that they were using it at that sundowning period. They would usually put it on around 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, they can also be used for musical cueing, um, and and I uh, uh, and what they do is that they put it on when it's bedtime. You know, mm-hmm. when they're getting close to bedtime, they will put it on then. So it's kind of like this is now you go to bed. There's another one. There's a couple of morning ones um, that uh, one's called Joy in the Morning, and I can't remember what the other one's called. And they are. Um, and they're they're much livelier, and they've got the other thing that's involved in them is color. Um, mm. They are predominantly like you know the 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 early morning ones are like predominantly yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm. one called Dreams of Blue, which is a sadder one, uh, more sort of melancholy, and the predominant colors are blue. 
Um, so there are like these morning videos that, again, would signal, you know, morning, time to get up. Okay. Um, so there's there's lots of different ways to be able to, to utilize this. Um, can you dis- describe each of the videos and um, that you have made up to this point? I can. Um, just let me get a list of them here. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, the latest one that's gone up is called Waiting for a Sign. Um, and it's, um, it's, about, it's about being in a period where, um, where you've never been before and you're uncomfortable and you don't know what's happening. Um, and, and it starts with a, a sound of actually ice breaking up. It's a, a kind of an unusual sound. And, then, and, and it, it's, it's also set in a woodland setting. And there is then a patch of green comes along, and then there's a um, the the little brook has the ice is broken up from the from the brook, and it ends with running water. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's one called Nap in the Winter, which is my cat just sleeping um, in the winter sunlight. And there's some music, and again some sound with that. Um, uh, there's uh, like a ticking clock, which is uh, quite calming. And uh, there's one called Taking the Long Way Home, which is, uh, it's longer, it's almost 20 minutes. It's, uh, it's a walk along um, the same path over four seasons. So um, wow. it, it, you can see the changes that happen over the season. So it gives that sense of, you know, nature mm-hmm. and, and how change is constant and, um, um you know, and, and, and how sometimes there's a couple of things in it that are quite funny. There are some things that are sad. There's some fallen trees. There's, you know, there's a pink like kitten hat in a tree. Um, and so that's, that's uh, taking the long way home. Shadow and light is just a kind of meditation piece, um, based on shadow and light, the shadows and light and, uh, there's another one, Babbling Brook, which is, which is quite short, which is just, in fact, a babbling brook. There's one called While You're Asleep, which is one of the most uh, popular ones, which is just a series of pictures of the moon um, mm-hmm. at night um, as, it, as it goes uh, from new to full. Um, and it has some lovely guitar music with it. Um, Are you creating all these things yourself? I am, yeah. You're amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. (laughs) I can't tell you how that warms my heart. (laughs) God, and and what you're you're getting as much out of it as anyone ever will. Well, I am. Yeah, I am. Um, The other thing I should mention. Sorry. No, go ahead. The other thing I should mention is that I've also been working with a, um, okay, let me just, choose. there are a couple of others that are walks in the woods and stuff. There's one called, um, yeah. there's one uh, called We Are Also Fragile and Connected, uh, which is just a cobweb in the breeze, but it's, it's quite beautiful. There's wow. a lot of problem, Bob, finding stuff for man, um, getting men interested in things, and I'm talking in a facility setting. Um, so yeah. actually, a couple of guys turned up here in the fall to trim one of the big trees on my property, yeah. and I said, "Could I? Could I film that?" <laughs> and uh, 
And so anyway, <laughs> it's these it's these three guys. Well, uh, they said yes. And if you look at it, a friend of mine watched it, and she said that's like watching a symphony, because they work yeah. so beautifully together. Like it's yeah. it's two yeah. older guys and two young kids who are working with them, two young yeah. apprentice yeah. boys. And mm-hmm. and the interaction between them is abs. I mean, it, it was really warmed my heart. I can't tell you how how yeah. um, lovely it was. And it was a beautiful sunny day. Um, it's 31 minutes long, and it's called Working in Trees. <laughs> it has <laughs> no music. <laughs> it had well. I wanted to call it Men in Trees, but I think there was a TV show called that, and I was probably going to get into trouble. <laughs> What's well, uh Many trees is kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't for these guys. I'll tell you, it's like poetry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, they are pretty yeah. fascinating to watch when they get up there. So I, I can see where that would keep somebody's attention. Yeah. Um, and and there's no music in that one. Like, it's just the sound of the, you know, the, the, the guy sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, the chainsaw and the bantering back and forth and the sounds of the day. Like I say, it was a beautiful day. There was a lot of birds uh, you know, making noise and stuff, and uh, and it, it's it's quite lovely. I quite it's actually one of my favorite. Now, I have also connected with a um, one of the uh, music young music therapists that was in the facility, working the facility, uh, where I was, and I, I would love to do more of these. And I we we can't quite figure out a way to do this. And I quite frankly feel guilty asking her because she's a young woman starting on her career and I can't pay her anything. Um, Mm. But we did two videos. Um, uh, One of them is called connecting, um, connecting through the series is called connecting through music. And, and we did one on dance and we were able to get, we were able to get permission from a couple at the facility that that Kirsten um, had been working with, um, and she had she had filmed them for some of the work she was doing at university, and they, um, on the understanding that it would help other people, they have allowed us to use uh, some of the pictures of them dancing together, and it's very moving. And but mm. what I would like to do is, and Kirsten would like to do too, <clears throat> is to be able to do more things that. Um, uh, more sort of music therapy kinds of things, although not so much on the therapy part, but uh, uh, that people can do at home um, mm. it, as an aid to communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I'm hoping in the future we can do some more of those. So what are you doing in your spare time? Um, not much. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, I take pictures. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you definitely oh, wow. are busy and are not uh, not letting uh, anything grow under your feet. That's for sure. And your contribution is huge. So um, we will do everything we can to to help you push out. You know your work. Now, I just want to clarify. Um, on YouTube, are those full length or are those just portion? Um, of of the different videos are those just highlights? No, they're the whole thing. They are okay because I know they, and they vary. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is that they vary in length because attention spans vary in length. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you just need to grab attention with one thing. So like some of them are only two minutes, some of them are nineteen, and they go up to thirty five. 
Okay. Um, they also run 11, 12 minutes as well. There's all kinds of variety of time. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Because I know on the website they were for sale, and then I wasn't sure if you had both or, you know, um, if they were No, different. yeah. The, uh, the website is just the DVDs. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, and they aren't all on the DVD. That was a much earlier venture. Okay. Um, and um, uh, so there is a selection. There are two DVDs. One is the Reflections in Time, which is the longer one. And then the um, other one is a bunch of the little ones. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so if I go on YouTube and put back in five, is that where you find those YouTubes? Yes. Um, and I you can... have to... On YouTube, you have to put back in five and use the number five, not and the not number written five out. Plus. Yeah, so it's back, so it's in, back num- in, the, in the number five. Yeah. Okay. okay, not the word. No, not the word. Because if you put in the word, okay, there's a, a whole bunch of other stuff that comes up. I know. So, yeah. <laughs> who to thunk? I know. Who to thunk? Mainly jazz singers. I don't know. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> well, good. Well, this is this has been an interesting um, show. Do, do you have? Um, I know you had had shared, you know, basically that um, this is pretty much total volunteer endeavor for you. And and I guess I'd just like to hear in your words what what do you get out of this? Um, I'll tell you what I get out of it. Um, there is. Um, there's a uh, theologian called Frederick Buchler. I don't know whether you've heard of him. And he said, and I always get this, I'm going to paraphrase what he said. What he said is, where your greatest joy meets the world's greatest need, that's where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wow. And my working um, in this medium, media, mm-hmm. um, is where my greatest love is, and and for those people I took care of and, um, and in honor of my mom and, um, and in, you know, and, and I, I can see a need. So that's where I am. That's why I'm here. Okay. Well put, well put. Well, thank you. I I think when you always, you know, give you, you get back, you know, more and um, it's evident that you are definitely receiving through your giving as well. Um, and it sounds like you've really found your purpose and, Mm -hmm. um, which is really giving back to the greater good. So that is absolutely fabulous. So again, you can, um, go to, um, YouTube and find these videos, just, uh, go to YouTube and put in back in five and that's the number five back in five, um, with the number five and they'll pop up or you can always, um, email her as well at, W-I-S-P, so WISP, W-I-S-P at Reitman.com, and that's right with a, um, oh, I'm sorry, it's is, is that how you pronounce it, Reitman? Whiteman, Whiteman. there's no R. Okay, yeah, Whiteman. okay. <clears throat> um, W-I-G-H-T-M-A-N, uh, W-I-G-T-H, um, 
I'm sorry, <clears throat> HT. I, I'm just, I'm my eyes are goofy right now. <laughs> oh dear! You know what? It'll it's on the it's on the radio show. That's probably the safest place to look <laughs> on, all, on all of them. I'll just we'll just cut to the chase and do it that way. Um, are you having a pro- are you having a problem? I uh, yes, all day I've had a major migraine and um, yeah, it's getting to me. Oh wow. It's getting to me, but you plug on through. You need spring. We all need spring. I think so. I think so. Well, Linda, I really appreciate the work that you're doing, and I thank you for taking time with us today. And, Bob, thank you so much for joining us as well. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for inviting me. I I really enjoyed it because it gives me uh, fuel for thought. Wonderful. Well, you got, it relates a lot to what I'm doing. Okay. Well, I wish everybody a fantastic week ahead. Um, I do want to just mention that, you know, here at Alzheimer's Speaks, we're on the Alive and Social Network. And one of our sidekicks here is Rachel Perrin, who has a podcast called What's for Dinner Tonight? Um, and she can kind of help fix you up if you're hungry and don't have a whole lot of time. Her podcasts are only... 10 to 15 minutes long, and they talk about seasonal flavors and favorite foods and trending topics regarding nutrition. So it's kind of a cool place to go. You can also go to kowalskis.com to get complete menu ideas, and that's K-O-W-A-L-S-K-I-S.com, kowalskis.com. Again, I want to give a plug for our uh, cruise to the Caribbean, November 11th through the 18th. We would love to have you join us. Um, Harry Urban, Michael Ellenbogen, Lori uh, Scherer, and um, Mary Howard, all living with dementia, are going to be part of our panel experts on the cruise, along with Cindy Lewinsky, who is heading up a um, dementia-friendly um, effort in Colorado. So you can just, again, go to alzheimerspeaks.com to find more about that cruise. Um, we would love to see um, not only people with dementia, but their care partners and their families as well. I think this will be a great time to uh, get educated, get connected, and um, get a lot of resources while having some fun and getting rejuvenated and just uh, hanging out. Our um, last show on um, Alzheimer's Speaks, we talked about RAD, which is World Rocks Against Dementia. And um, that is something that's happened the last two years. It's expanded its base, and I'm sure in 2018 it'll even be larger. Um, But that is where people gather um, to listen to music, uh, small and large. And right now it's in 12 different countries, and it's just kind of going crazy. So... Uh, Check out our past shows. We've got about six years of shows you can listen to. Um, So that'll keep you busy for quite some time. I also want to um, give a shout-out to all of our memory cafes uh, around the world. Um, They're just such a fantastic place for people to connect and um, really enjoy themselves. If you are going to be in Washington um, in June, I'll be out there uh, June uh, 12th through the 15th for the Leading Age Conference. Uh, Give me a holler. I'd love to connect with you while I'm out there. This month, at the end of the month, on the 31st, I'm going to be in Arkansas. And I will be at um, Alzheimer's Arkansas is having um, their conference, Hope for the Future, in Little Rock. And I will be there. So, again, you know, come up and, uh, and see me. If you are around, in the meantime, have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you again next week. Stay safe, everybody. Bye now. 
Well, hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.